Um, but uh, we welcome, we welcome his change of heart. I, I wholly support, I mean, well, can I say that I, when I moved that motion of no confidence, it was in a sense with a heavy heart because, because, because it, was, it was specific to the point of not pushing the case for Withington. And I said that in the resolution because I don't think that Eddie is a bad chair at all, actually. I, think I quite like Eddie as a, as a chair. But, but, but nevertheless, he's, he's turned around. He is now fighting for Withington Walk-In Centre, and we welcome that, and we will support him in any way we can in that regard. Thank you. Resources and Governance on the 21st of July and 8th of September. Councillor Flanagan, thank you very much. These minutes are all now received. Item 7, Minutes of the Committees of the Council. I'll call through the names of the committees and dates of meetings and then recognise first the chairs and other members who may wish to speak. Constitutional nominations on the 3rd of October 2011. The minutes of the meeting are before the Council for approval and include recommendations relating to the Boundary Commission for England proposals. We have a report on these proposals before us today and so we'll deal the with the recommendations later on. I ask Councillor Curley to formally move the minutes at this point. Move, Lord Mayor. Thank you. Audit Committee on the 29th of September, Councillor Flanagan. Licensing and Appeals Committee, 30th of August and 3rd of October, Councillor Hitchin. Move, Lord Mayor. Thank you. Licensing Committee on the 30th of August, Councillor Hitchin. Move, Lord Mayor. Thank you. Personnel Committee on the 27th of July and 14th of September. Councillor Lees. Thank you very much. Planning and Highways Committee, 28th of July, 18th of August and 15th of September. Councillor Burns. Move along, ma'am. Withenshaw Area Committee on the 28th of July and 22nd of September. Councillor Judge. Move, Lord Mayor. Thank you. These, all these minutes are now received. Number eight, business of the combined authority. No questions have been submitted on this item. Number nine, review of parliamentary constituencies. The report of the chief executive is the same report that was considered by the Constitutional and Nominations Committee. I call on Councillor Curley to move the recommendations of the committee. Lord Mayor. Thank you very much. Are those recommendations agreed? Thank you. Item 10, the report of the City Solicitor is for the information of the Council. Item 11, we now move to the motions. Motion number one, I call on Councillor Ramsbottom to propose this motion. Uh, thank you, Lord Mayor. Yes, I'm um, very pleased to move this um, motion in respect of the disturbances that took place in Manchester on the 9th of August. I think um, all of us, all members of the Council um, and everyone in Manchester were totally appalled um, and shocked and sad by what happened in Manchester City Centre and also uh, over the boundary in Salford when we had uh, what we've described in our motion as quite unjustifiable acts of criminality and looting taking place 
in our city um, that um, cause quite shock and horror in many parts of our city. Um, and the damage that that caused, um, albeit fairly briefly, uh, in terms of the reputation of Manchester and many other cities where it took place, is something I think we've been dealing with and grappling with for, in the months since then. Um, but I think that it's important in um, condemning what took place, we should also praise and thank um, quite a number of people who are involved in the aftermath and the response to those riots. Um, first of all, I think the response of the police, although there was quite a lot of criticism um, at the time and subsequently from, about the police and their actions on the day, uh, my view, and I suspect the, the view of most people, is that the, the way in which the police tried to deal with the situation was, un was unprecedented in a way. They were not dealing with a situation that they had come across before. Um, and certainly when I spoke to the commander in the city centre uh, on a daily basis during that time, and he explained to me the difficulties of trying to police in the city centre a situation where you, you tried to intervene or went to deal with people who were smashing windows or, um, or looting or causing those acts of criminality. And then when the police tried to confront them and indeed arrest them, they just simply dispersed and moved on somewhere else. So this was not a situation where perhaps we've had in, in the past where um, some of these people were deliberately wanting to confront or have a go at the police, um, where the police perhaps are more able to deal with that situation. This was a totally different situation. And the consequence of that uh, was that, that there was then routing not just in the city centre, uh, but also in, in, in parts of the periphery, like the Northern Quarter and down in Canal Street in the village and so forth. Um, and that causes problems for residents and many businesses in that area. So I'm sure the police will learn lessons from that, and I'm sure Councillor Murphy, as Chair of the Police Authority, um, will be doing the same within the Police Authority, and I know the Council as well will be doing the same, and we fully support that, because although I'm sure there were some lessons to be learned from that, I have a lot of admiration and respect, particularly for the frontline officers who were dealing with that situation. I think also we had an unprecedented situation as well, um, where we had the courts dealing with the aftermath of people who were being arrested and then taken before the courts um, by opening uh, longer hours and also at weekends to deal with those who were arrested. Um, that really shows the judiciary, I think, you know, they come in for a lot of criticism over time, but I think they too responded very promptly, very swiftly in relation to that. And I think that was very important because very often they're the ones that are criticised that, you know, they dished out um, lenient sentences. And, you know, on this occasion they were being criticised for being too heavy-handed. Um, so they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. My own view is I think they probably, broadly speaking, got it wrong, uh, got it right. And if they did get it, if they did get it wrong on occasion, then at the end of the day there is a legal process for appeal to that. You know, there is a civil rights process by which people can appeal if there is an individual heavy sentence that was wrong, and that is quite right that people will take advantage of that. But I think really all of us um, have uh, the most praise and admiration for the many uh, thousands of people who came out to Manchester City Centre the very next day, the very next morning, to help with the clean-up. That, I think, has been said many times, showed the true Mancunian spirit of people who were not going to let one um, evening of destruction and mayhem 
and destroy the reputation of this city. And many people um, on both sides of this council chamber came out that morning and helped with the clean-up, worked with council staff to make sure that the clean-up took place as quickly as, and as swiftly as possible. And, and I think also what we've said in our motion, and we will be supporting also the amendment which is to come later, is the I Love Manchester campaign, which I think was a tremendous initiative from Marketing Manchester. I know it has the support of the council and, and many other agencies. And, and I know that many businesses, as well as residents, have really got behind that campaign and shown it to be a tremendous asset in promoting the city and showing that the business of Manchester goes on and that it is back to normal. Um, I think also it, it needs to be said that the response from government ha was also very, very quick and very swift, and I'm pleased that the Leader of the Council um, acknowledges that. He said so at the Executive, um, and it's also recognised in the amendment as well as our motion that money was made available to help businesses get back on, on track, and that's to be, to be welcomed. But I think in our view, and I know that there's probably some disagreement with us and yourself on this side, is it does underline for us the importance of having a fully operational police station in the city centre. Now, I know, I know that, that your view is that, that, that um, there may be some slight differences around that, but our view is that given Manchester City Centre and all that it deals with, the EDL, the marches, the protests and other things, we need to look at that very carefully. And there will no doubt be a process going forward about precisely what that will look like. But I think that underlines to us the importance of having a city centre police station to respond to those sorts of incidents really is very, very important. Lord Mayor, I'm pleased to support um, our motion, but also the amendment that's being put forward and moved later by Councillor Lease and Councillor Carney. Thank you. Is the motion seconded? I'd like to second the motion, Lord Mayor. Thanks. Is that just formally? Thank you. I'd like to speak. Speaking on it, okay. Um, firstly, I'd like to say how proud I am of Manchester's response to the riots. Um, I'd like to associate myself, as I'm sure all members of the Council will, uh, with the thanks given to the so many across Manchester who contributed to the clean-up and our response. Um, I think I recognise how difficult the job was for the police, and I'm, and I'm not one of those who have been criticising the police for their response. Um, and I think I only understood just how difficult it was when I actually went into the city centre along with um, many hundreds, if not um, thousands of residents. I've never seen so many brooms um, and, and councillors and even the odd MP. Um, and just wandering around uh, cleaning up um, the very sporadic um, damage that there was in Manchester, um, it, it became clear just how difficult a task it was for the police. Um, as soon as the police would turn up, everybody would disappear and go and do something somewhere else. And, and, and I'd like to pay tribute to um, what I think was an excellent job because um, having seen the damage, um, we, we did the council, the police, and the volunteers did an excellent job in making sure that Manchester was open for business the next day. Um, I'd like to thank the government as well. Um, for their swift response in moving to put funding in place to repair and cover the losses incurred by businesses uh, and others in the city. In fact, the council must have thought the package was so good uh, that they appear to have rebranded the scheme as its own. So uh, that's tribute, uh, that's high tribute indeed. Um, 
I'd like to uh, refer, um, maybe controversially given the last um, speeches, uh, to something that uh, one of our MPs did, um, John Leach. He asked the second question in the um, parliamentary debate on the riots. Um, and he asked a question um, about whether the Prime Minister would support his call um, for media organisations to give as much of the um, footage of incidents that had happened during the riots to the police. Now that's not normal procedure um, and normally the police have to go through um, a rigmarole which takes time um, in order to secure that footage. That, that would have meant that people would have been ta taken longer to come to justice, which uh, we, we thought was wrong. So, uh, as a response to that, some media organisations were very protective, but I'd like to pay tribute to the Manchester Evening News uh, for being one of the first, if not the first, um, to respond to, to that um, uh, in the positive, that they would pass on that information and they would help uh, bring those people to justice. And I, th I think the Manchester Evening News needs congratulating for that. Um, in summary, Marketing Manchester did a wonderful job in initiating the I Love Manchester campaign that I believe en everyone in this chamber fully supports. And we will all keep standing up for Manchester and making sure that those days will not be remembered for the riots, but instead the magnificent response of the real people of Manchester, which made us all proud. I second the motion. Thank you. Um, I call on Council Lees to move the amendment. Actually, I've been spending some time this morning puzzling about Councillor Murphy's references to uh, uh, funfair. No doubt he'll explain it later on, but I can assure you I won't be referring to funfair again in this particular um, uh, speech. Uh, the amendment's put forward for uh, like, uh, three reasons, really. It's uh, accuracy and completeness to update, because the, I think the notice of motion before us is uh, out of date, and also to, I think, take out what was a rather unfortunate party political aspect within, uh, uh, within this original uh, notice of, uh, of motion. So working backwards, the last part of the amendment also uh, re repeats the position that's uh, in a very clear one from uh, the Labour group within this council for a very long period of time, and is, that is that we do not see the use of our civil powers to tackle uh, crime and antisocial behaviour as being powers of last resort. Uh, we have been consistently tough on antisocial behaviour, and we will continue to, uh, to do so, and we will use our civil powers and those of our partners to the full to make sure that we do tackle criminality and antisocial uh, behaviour. Uh, I did at the executive, and I've said it elsewhere, uh, praise the government for their swift uh, response. So in the few days following the riots in Manchester, I had a phone call from uh, Eric Pickles, the Secretary of State for Communities and Local Government, also a phone call from Greg Clark, the Minister uh, for Cities, and they were clearly were ringing other leaders of local authorities uh, affected. They were asking the question, what support did we, uh, uh, we, we need? Uh, told them what I believe we needed in, in Manchester, and we had a very prompt announcement from, the day, uh, from David Cameron, which perhaps doesn't uh, cover 100% of what every local authority needs, but certainly went a, a long way to make sure that we could respond very positively uh, to our business community that was uh, most, most effective. And I'm very happy to, uh, uh, to recognize that. In terms of updating it, and clearly a lot's uh, happened, and the most obvious example of an update in here is the reference to the Communities and Victims uh, panel. 
And uh, a week or so before they came to uh, Manchester, the Secretary of State convened a meeting of affected local authorities uh, uh, down in London at uh, Eland House. Uh, Dara Singh, the chair of the panel, was there uh, and asked me if uh, we would be willing to host the first visit of the panel uh, anyways, which, of course, I said I was more than happy to do, and we spent uh, a very positive day with the panel in Manchester and I think got them off to a very good start in the important work that they are undertaking. The last thing I want to talk about is accuracy and completeness. I think probably one of the most unfortunate things about this notice of motion is it appeared to write the council in general and council officers in particular out of uh, events altogether. Uh, no recognition that we'd had on the night of the riots council officers that were uh, uh, up all night. We had our civil contingency staff, other senior staff working all night. Uh, the spirit of Mancunians uh, coming out to clean up uh, the next morning was absolutely fantastic, but actually the amount of clean-up they had to do was very, very little because we'd had council operatives on the streets all night, uh, once it was safe to do so, uh, cleaning up. It would be good to recognise that we have got council officers who were, uh, were, were doing that. And in terms of the, uh, the campaign to get cities business going again, the Helping Hands campaign and, and so on, myself, Councillor Carney, Councillor Battle, Councillor Smith, know that it was our staff who coordinated that. It was our staff who brought partners together. We didn't do it on our own. Uh, nobody would claim that, but it was senior officers of this council that brought the police, brought the Chamber of Commerce, brought Marketing Manchester, brought City Co, brought other partners together to make sure that we had a concerted effort to bring, uh, bring the city back to normal. And I certainly, I want to make sure that we recognise what our officers uh, did rather than ignore what our uh, uh, officers uh, did. Um, the last thing I think I want to say, uh, Lord Mayor, and this is, is re relates to the policing uh, of it, but it's also how policing is managed. Uh, on that particular night, there were major disturbances in Manchester City Centre, in Salford, but there were also disturbances in Withenshaw, there were disturbances in Rochdale, there were disturbances in, uh, in, in Oldham. The idea that this could be managed separately by police stations in all of those locations is frankly one of the most ludicrous things uh, uh, I've, I've ever heard. Uh, what we needed, and actually had, was a coordinated management of that, and that coordinated management is, is provided through the uh, Sedgley Park Sen uh, Centre, the control centre for Greater Manchester uh, Police. It's also ludicrous to suggest that the police officers you need to handle these incidents would be in those police stations anyway. Now, in terms of handling this, this, these disturbances, you need to have police officers that have had all the requisite training with all the equipment and everything else that is needed to manage rights and other ma major disturb disturbances. That is not the same people who always carry out our neighbourhood policing, whether it's city centre or, 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 or anywhere else. And I just need to be clear about that, that having an well, there is an operational police station in the city centre, but having an operational uh, police station here or in Salford or in Withenshaw makes no material difference whatsoever to how incidents like, like this are, are, are handled. And really, I think to try and claim that that is, that that is the case is completely either ignorant of how policing is managed or it is completely disingenuous. I move the amendment, Lord Mayor. Councillor Carney. Well, 
we know that uh, the original resolution uh, caused a lot of internal debate in the Lib Dem group, and we were pleased that Jackie Piercy came to see me this morning at half past eight to say that they would accept this amendment. It is always best to have a joint party approach to these serious issues, and I think that is the feeling in the Lib Dem group. Um, I, I'll just start on the point that Richard said about Bootle Street Police Station. The future of Bootle Street Police Station is worthy of a debate, and we will have that debate. But on the night, we followed normal emergency procedures that the leadership of the council and the staff of the council went into the emergency centre in the city centre. We won't say where that is for security reasons. And in the main, we were liaising with the control and command centre at Sedgley Park which is a normal emergency procedure for the council. So there was no operational command or control at Bootle Street. Bootle Street was not on that uh, procedural operation. So, as Richard said, it's a complete misunderstanding of the emergency procedure that the council goes through when we face with those situations. We did want to broaden it out, and I'm glad the Liberal Democrats recognise some of the added uh, features on paragraph four, Particularly, I want to highlight the role of the Arndale Centre in Manchester, where there's 230 shops. One day, all this will be written up. But the manager of the Arndale Centre called me on the Thursday of the week of the riots, uh, half past seven at home, and I met him in the next cafe at eight o'clock. And he informed me, which I informed my colleagues then later in the day, that there had been a catastrophic drop in trading and confidence in the Arndale Centre that would imperil the hundreds of workers in the Arndale Centre, possibly faced with redundancies a short time. So we phoned Market in Manchester at that stage. They had a campaign which was the I Love Manchester MCR. That originally, that MCR stood for Manchester City Region, not I Love Manchester. So we put the Arndale and the Council and Marketing Manchester together and came up with I Love Manchester. And we used a strap line which the Council used on Tuesday night about show your love from Manchester. I only point that out just to echo what Richard said, that when the story is written up, you will find that the team from the Council were central to the whole operation, and particularly the Arndale Centre. And also our colleagues in the Council as well, I phoned, we phoned Andrew Fender, he was in Yorkshire, to arrange the free day on Metro. Richard phoned Peter Smith in terms of AGMA. Paul and Nigel helped us with the parking. So it was a collective team effort from the council in getting Manchester back um, on its feet. In the end, uh, and it will be written up Sunday, in the end, the greatest thanks is to everybody in our extraordinary city who helped put Manchester back to work. But I particularly want to acknowledge, as Richard said, all those people who worked through the night. There is nothing more horrible, and we learnt this from Rangers, and we learnt it from the Manchester bomb, there's nothing more horrible than all those decent people who turn up for work the day after these type of serious incidents, and the city is in a mess with rubbish and all the rest of it. So people did clean up the city through the night, and we are very, very grateful for the efforts they made. In the end, it's thanks to everybody in the city, and particularly those people who came in early to start their work in all the shops and businesses in the city centre. And I'll be personal for a moment, including my niece and all her friends who work in a shop 
on Market Street. They get up every day, play by the rules for very modest wages in those shops on Market Street. It is for those people and those workers in our city centre that it was a privilege to be part of the collective team that got Manchester working again. Councillor Damore. Thank you, Lord Mayor. There was no excuse for the criminal activity we saw during the riots. Could I ask you to speak a little closer to the microphone? I think it's hard to hear people at the back. There was no excuse for the criminal activity that we saw during the riots. A small number of individuals demonstrated a complete disregard for law and order and a total disrespect for individuals and their property. I was particularly upset by the damage caused to small businesses in the city centre. Some are family owned and some are new and innovative, but they're all very popular businesses and Manchester's very proud of them. The city centre riot was well documented in the press and on television. Less well reported, as has just been mentioned, with attacks, for example, in Withenshaw Centre. Offenders that threw bricks at police officers were arrested, charged and remanded in custody for offences of violent disorder. Snow and rock in the Carphone Warehouse and Princess Parkway were attacked, if rather unsuccessfully. However, the attack that made me despair the most was that on the Tree of Life Centre, a Withenshaw charity that works to improve the health and well-being of the people of Withenshaw. It's probably best known for its furniture reuse shop, which gives people who are on pensions, benefits and low incomes the chance to buy quality furniture at a low, affordable price. Thanks to the quick and decisive action of the local police who arrived within minutes of the incident starting, the situation was dealt with and the crowd dispersed. I don't know what those people were thinking of. I don't know how they could target a local charity. As the news of the riots spread, it became apparent that the local police teams were making tremendous efforts to keep us all informed of developments. The police are often criticised for poor communication, but I have only praised for their care and their timely updates, which helped to dispel rumours and calm the situation. I'd like to thank the police for making extra officers available, so increasing their visibility across Greater Manchester. Manchester uh, neighbourhoods like Withenshaw and Northenden were reassured by the presence of their own local police officers, their own local PCSOs, in high visibility jackets patrolling our shopping areas. Our officers must be thanked for working at least 12-hour shifts, therefore providing dedicated shifts to carry out patrols within neighbourhoods. Many ex-officers who were on leave or resting were also placed back on duty. Greater Manchester Police, the Council and other agencies worked together with volunteers, mediators and community leaders to provide reassurance to local communities. Special constabulary officers were drafted in to assist in patrolling neighbourhoods and social networking sites were monitored. The Shop a Litter campaign was launched. My particular thanks go to my ward policing teams. Inspector Paul Kinraid, community liaison at West Did Didsbury Police Station, who briefed the South Manchester councillors the day after the riots. Inspector Debbie Week, community liaison for South Manchester Division, and Inspector Caroline Hemingway from C2 in Bench Hill. They kept in touch by phone and email throughout. Well, what about the future? This is a time, and this was a time, when the voluntary and community sector showed their expertise in helping to support affected communities. These groups are now continuing to help ensure that the city grows as a result of this experience. 
Manchester had Lord Mayor, point of order. We're having great difficulty listening to what the member is saying. Could the member move the microphone to her voice so we'd be able to hear what she's saying? Um, can, I, can I say to members that um, I find it difficult sitting here. I'm sure members of the public at the back will find it even more difficult. It's a very difficult room for uh, sound. So please speak as close to the microphone as you can. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Mayor. Sorry. Often these voluntary and communi community groups are able to work with people who aren't in contact with statutory services. These are people who know their local communities and are trusted. We perhaps should be looking now at recruiting more of these people, more community gardens perhaps, highly motivated individuals with expert local knowledge. The massive and spontaneous support for the clean-up operation was proof that people love Manchester and want to help. Well, perhaps now is the right time to tap into another resource. On the night of the riots, I was totally impressed by the reaction of Manchester's young people. Most of Manchester's youth seemed to be on social networking sites like Facebook, talking with their friends about their outrage about what was going on and their determination to meet up in the city centre the next morning to help with the clean-up. Social networking was also being used for good. I can't help thinking that we're missing a trick here. Unknown to the vast majority of people, or at least certainly those without teenage children, Manchester Manchester's young people, many of them, are studying right now for a GCSE course in citizenship. It's run by all the major exam boards. The course helps our young people develop an awareness of their role as citizens in a variety of contexts, including community action, democracy, rights and responsibilities, fairness and justice. They learn about how to make informed decisions and how to take responsible action. Now, as part of their course, our young people have to carry out some form of community action. I was approached recently by some young people who wanted to volunteer to remove graffiti from their neighbourhood as part of the volunteering module. The Executive Member for Neighbourhoods and the Council Officers have been very helpful and very encouraging in this respect. Now, considering the huge outpouring of goodwill, in particular from Manchester's young people, I would like to propose that our young people are perfectly placed to engage with their communities. The Council could work much more closely with our young people and our schools, providing volunteering opportunities linked to our young people's GCSE in citizenship. We have so much talent, goodwill and creativity in our young people, and we should use it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Demore. Lord Mayor. Um, you have a right of reply, Councillor Armsabottom. Oh, I, I'm sorry, before you speak. Councillor Judge, I didn't see you indicating. Thank you, Lord Mayor. I'd just like to say that the uh, Wheel of Manchester campaign was overshadowed slightly by the Wheel of Withinshaw campaign. We, uh, we recognised the, the, the incidents that took place that night in Withinshaw, and I, as chair of the Withinshaw Area Committee, thanked the police, the fire service, Parkway Green, Willow Park, and other agencies across Withinshaw for their efforts in controlling what could have been a serious situation. That's all on me. Thank you very much. Um, I think Councillor Evans, you indicated. Uh, Lord Mayor, I'm not sure if it was uh, my poor hearing, but I, I thought I heard Councillor Mario say um, Withinshaw and then, and then said Northington. 
Um, can I just remind the council that Northern is in Withenshaw? Very kind of you. Thank you very much. Councillor Ramsbottom, right. Oh, I'm sorry, Councillor O'Neill. Are you indicating to speak? Yes. Uh, yes, Chair. Can I just say? The can you uh, get close to the microphone, please? Yes, Chair. Can I just say, Caroline Hemingway, who is the inspector in Withenshaw, as you know, kept every Withenshaw councillor up to date on a daily basis about the situation in Withenshaw. The one thing I can say to you was Barbara was shopping on the town centre the very next day and the police were there arresting anyone, anyone that looked as though they were going to cause a problem to the people of Withenshaw. I personally, I personally would like to thank everybody that was involved in actually sorting the problems out. So I think what you need to do is actually stand up and praise all the emergency services and all the agencies in Withenshaw and make it very, very plain. Thank you, Lord Mayor. Thank you very much. I think I can now move to the right of reply. Councillor Ramsbottom. Uh, thank you, Lord Mayor. Yeah, just very briefly pick up on a couple of points, I think particularly that were made by Councillor um, Lease. Um, I, I think um, I, I have made it very clear, certainly at the executive, and for, any, for the avoidance of any doubt here today again, um, that I was also tremendously impressed by the response of the City Council staff, uh, their actions, their commitment and their dedication. I was actually here on the night um, and I came to the control room and I saw for myself the work that many uh, senior staff and officers were doing, not to mention the frontline staff who were then out cleaning up as well during the night. So there's no, there's no question in our mind on this side that we have equal praise for, for council staff as well as the other agencies in responding. Um, finally, in relation to the um, issue of the police station in, in the city centre, um, of course, Sedgley Park and the control centre have an absolutely critical role. That, that's not the point that we're making, and I think they're either deliberately or not, mis not understanding the point that we're making. The, the first point of response when something kicks off in the city centre is very often from Bootle Street. It's the officers who are on duty who then have to respond and deal with that initially. Now, yes, sure, if it's a major incident, then Sedgley Park and others will be drafted in to help and assist. But it's not just the neighbourhood teams, but it's also the other officers on duty at Bootle Street. And my concern is that if Bootle Street is going to close and we just simply have an office or a desk in the Town Hall extension and we don't have a fully operational police station, how will we deal with anything in the future? That's the question in my mind that needs to be asked. And it's a perfectly legitimate question that we, and indeed the public and residents in the city centre, will ask. And, um, and it's one we will continue to keep asking until we get a satisfactory answer. So that's the point we're making. We're not saying that everything's run from Bootle Street. That's clearly ridiculous. It's not. But it's a valid point that needs to be considered and taken on board. Those are responses, I think, with a large degree of unanimity around, around this issue. I'm very pleased that the debate has been um, a cross-party debate and discussion on this issue. 
um, and I think that's the way it should be in these sorts of incidents in any event. Um, there, there hasn't been any cheap political point scoring. That's completely inappropriate um, because at the end of the day, that's what the public expect of us. They expect us as their elected representatives to work on their interests and their behalf and not on our own interests and our own behalf. And I think everyone in this council chamber probably shares that view as well. Thank you. Thank you. I will now put the amendment. All those in favour of the amendment say aye. All those against say no.